Now hear the word of God from Proverbs 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel, to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Well, the book of Proverbs is about knowledge, about gaining knowledge and wisdom. And this is effectively the core and foundational knowledge uh, upon which we we build our systems of knowledge. So we, we must begin with God's wisdom, and we get that in the book of Proverbs. So it's it's very foundational. Now, you all know what I mean by foundational. That just means it's, it's like the footers or the concrete of a gigantic building, much of what we see in the back of our church building here. Uh, so it's, it's foundational. So we want to be sure that we have a good foundation in, in knowledge. Not knowing the right things ends up with people getting destroyed. Lots and lots of smoking villages and cities and nations, families and marriages are, are toast largely because of ignorance. People are ignorant. People are basing their lives on ignorance. They're deceived. And uh, it's not healthy children. It's important for you to, to have good knowledge. If you're wandering out onto an icy lake and you didn't realize how thin the ice was, uh, you would fall through and potentially drown. It would be a very miserable experience for you. So you have to know something about life. Life is very dangerous, children. You have to understand that. Um, And so in order for us to be saved, in order for us to be protected or to preserved in our lives, in this life and eternity, is you just need right knowledge. Um, So so that's why it's so important. Uh, At one point the Lord points out concerning Israel, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But here's the problem. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject you. So they... They had opportunity for this knowledge, but they rejected it. And because of their lack of knowledge, uh, they would be destroyed. So, so we really do have the technology to really mess things up. And to know the right things is so essential. It's really, really important for us to, to know the right things. Now, the world is all about knowledge. It seems to me there's a lot of knowledge going around. Uh, have you ever been to college? If you've been to college, uh, you attend college classes for three to four hours a day. If you've ever been to a public school, my understanding is they have eight-year-old children sitting in chairs for five hours a day. Now, I don't recommend that necessarily. Five hours seems a little extreme to me. I, oh, I'm off topic. But um, they, they do sit in chairs for an awfully long time and gain some sort of knowledge in these schools. Uh, also, people watch television or YouTube now in 2021, 13 hours and 35 minutes a day getting all this knowledge. So um, that's just a lot. They listen to the radio on the way to work, 10 to 15 songs on the way to work. People watch movies two hours in length. Uh, They're getting a lot of teaching. My point is that people get a a ton of teaching. Now, okay, we have a two-hour service. I'm not making any apologies for that. Is that all right? It's okay if we don't make any apologies for that. Five hours in a public school, four hours in college, 13 and a half hours with media, 
And I'm going to apologize over two hours in this room where we're sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing something from his word. I'm sorry, I'm not apologizing for that. I'm just not going to... Two hours with Jesus. Anybody got a problem with that? I, I, I don't. But, but what we're getting here, brothers and sisters, I mean, it should be the word of God. We're getting into fundamental knowledge. You get a lot of deception in schools and media, so I'm not guaranteeing you're getting good knowledge in public schools. But I do think that two hours in God's word is really a good thing. Now, there's one pointer I want you to take away this morning. In 1 Corinthians 14, we find there are multiple prophecies or speaking for the edification of the body that goes on. And here's the point I want, to, I want you to think about. I was thinking about this yesterday. Not everything that's said applies equally to everybody. Does that make sense? The, the issue is you've got 220 people in this room, and children are going to receive some of it. Some adults are going to receive some other things. And so you have multiple levels, lots of different people with different experiences. And so as the Spirit is speaking to the churches, there's going to be a takeaway for you. And that, you, you won't be taking away everything, doesn't matter, is what I'm saying. Is there is something for you this morning... And hopefully, by God's grace, by the Spirit working in your heart, you will receive it, and you'll write it down and remember what the Lord is telling you. Okay, now, I want to focus in on verse 5. So I just started with a few of those verses, but I really want to give you three things from verse 5 this morning. These are three things that uh, you need uh, in order to be filled with the wisdom of God, to receive the wisdom of God. These are the three things. And uh, verse 5 is the key verse this morning. A wise man will hear this first point. So the first thing you have to do to, to get knowledge is you got to hear. That always shows up first, you know. And I, I know we've referred to this, I think I, two weeks ago I referred to this, so hopefully not a broken record, but it does seem to be important. It comes back again and again. Listen. Now, I know it's easy to turn off and to be distracted and to be paying attention to other things and such, but you've got to be able to hear, which means that... Young people especially need to be slow to hear or slow to speak and, 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 and ready to hear. And that's, of course, every wise person. You've got to be tuned in to this. And you need to know that you need it, that you need right knowledge, and that we're digging for choice silver, and that comes up later in the chapter, that we are in a treasure hunt. Children, I want you to think that we're on a treasure hunt this morning. We're digging for silver. We're trying to find some gold in the backyard. So we're looking for God's wisdom, God's knowledge this morning. And we've got to hear. We've got to be aggressively leaning into it to pick up what God has for us from his word. The Proverbs is actually rather desperate about this. The urgency about it. Later on we read, you've got to get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Far above silver and gold. So there's this motivation that has to happen to lean in, to say, what am I going to get this morning? We, we need it for our very life. Remember what the apostles said in John 6, where Jesus said, are you going to go away? And, and the apostles, the disciples said, to whom would we go? You only have the words of eternal life. You, you have the words upon which we would live. You have the oxygen upon which we would breathe in a spiritual sense. So there's this desperation, so to speak. Now, by nature, we have two problems. The first problem 
is that we're deceived and sinful. So we have this problem of deception that clouds ourselves, clouds our minds. And then secondly, by natural birth, we're ignorant. So we have those two issues. On the one hand, deception and sinfulness that clouds it. Then on the other hand, uh, we're just ignorant. As we're born, little two-year-olds, newborn babies, they, they will make poor choices because they have a lack of knowledge. The same thing applies to all of us to some extent. Young people especially. I think this is probably one of the most desperate and urgent messages that needs to be brought to our day-to-day. And why is that? Because our young people today are not maturing. There's this perpetual adolescence. There's this, these 38-year-olds that aren't married and they haven't grown in knowledge to the point where they're ready to get married. I think many of them would tell you that. I'm not saying that you know, certain people are called to a single life for a period of time or maybe their whole life, and that's okay. But we're simply saying that in general, on average, if you compare what's happening to the young person today to, to the history of the world over 6,000 years, I think you're going to have a hard time finding a period of time in which there is so much of a lack of maturity for our young people. And so there's this delay of maturity, and I believe that it is hurting us. I believe it's hurting the church. I believe young men not growing up and not maturing hurts our young ladies and hurts our families. And I I believe it's unloving and it's hurting and it's damaging to our society, to our churches, that that there isn't a growth in maturity and in knowledge and wisdom. And so there needs to be this urgency. And, And the fact that young people are not urgent is another sign that they have rejected wisdom. They don't hear the words, hey, man, you got to get wisdom. And with all your getting, get understanding, they hear that urgent message and they, they turn it off. They turn it off. They don't listen to it. They don't join into the urgency of it. They don't lean into it. And that's another indication that we're dealing with foolishness, vast foolishness. And it's damaging. It's hurting. It's hurting them. It's hurting their families. It's hurting their future marriage. It's hurting churches. It's hurting the entire society. Not growing up is not a good thing. It's not a value. Children, young people need the word of God. Without God's word, all quest of knowledge is like getting lost in the jungle or climbing a ladder that's spinning in an endless ocean, as Van Til would put it. But, but children you don't have good knowledge, you'll do the wrong thing. You'll rock, walk out onto the wrong ice. You'll get hurt. If you don't have good knowledge, we need knowledge when we're assuming the wrong things. We need wisdom so we will do the right things. We need a skillful knowledge, so that, that word is here too, to handle relationships and get a job done that takes skill Otherwise, we're falling all over ourselves and breaking up relationship and such. We also need a subtle knowledge for figuring out how to work through complex problems and conflicts. So we need a subtle knowledge. We need wisdom, skillful knowledge. We need all of these words that are contained there in that passage. All right, number one, the first thing the wise child does, the wise person does, is he will listen. Secondly, he'll increase learning. He'll increase learning. And he's eager to hear and to increase his learning because he knows he's ignorant. And if you think about the most brilliant 65-year-old college professor only knows 0.000001% of what there is to know. 
about his field, about his field, not, not everything else in the universe, but even about his field. And so he wants to increase learning. There needs to be a delta. You know, there needs to be, he looks out back over three years of his life and say, there has been a delta. I've learned so much by coming to church on Sundays. I've learned so much in God's word over the last three years. So he really wants to learn. He wants to increase in his learning. The fool is happy with his ignorance. He's too proud to repent or to increase his learning. He's wise in his own conceits, as the Proverbs say. So the fool doesn't really want to increase in learning. But whether the word comes as a rebuke, a teaching, encouragement, or a challenge, however it's going to come, we just want to increase our learning. We, we know that we need this. We're here this morning because we know we need this. God has a word for us. God is very wise. And God has a word for us. We need to increase our learning. We need to sit at the feet of Jesus and learn something here. We realize that we've got to grow in our knowledge and our faith. And here's one more reason. We must grow in knowledge and faith because life gets more complicated. Think about that for just a moment. For a little six-month-old child, life isn't very complicated. For me, it's like, oh, man, how am I going to make it through the jungle of life? Anybody else say amen to that? How are you going to make it through the jungle? Oh, man, this is overwhelming. Right? I mean, that's, that's how we get, we realize it does get more complicated. And so most definitely we need more knowledge. Absolutely. We realize that we've got to review things, too, because I don't know about you, but I forget. Like every day. Anybody else, every day, forget some of the critical things? Okay, yeah, I mean, that's what we do. We forget, so we need to be re- reviewing, remembering these sorts of things. All right, so again, the wise child, the wise person will listen, will increase learning, and then finally, he'll course correct. And that's the Hebrew for he will attain unto wise counsel. That word wise counsel is the idea of correcting or steering a a ship. So he will wisely uh, receive the counsel, the wise counsel, and then uh, make a wise course correction. And uh, that's the life of continual repentance. It's the only way to live the Christian life. Continual repentance. Every day. We don't have this thing right. Amen, guys? We don't have this thing right. We're going to have to course correct. Today and tomorrow... Agree with that? And that is ultimately the life of humility. When you realize, man, you only know 0.000001% what there is to know, and you're in the middle of the biggest conflict of your life, you just need more wisdom from above and God to give you that through his word and by his spirit. Amen. Let's, uh, let's take a moment and confess our sins to the Lord. Uh, he is ready and willing to receive our confessions And uh, he knows our weaknesses. He already knows our sins. So let's humble ourselves before the Lord. Uh, Let's kneel. Um, Those of you who can't kneel, go ahead and just bow your head. But just humble yourself uh, before the Lord. And let's uh, say this prayer of confession uh, together, brothers and sisters. Our Lord and our God, we are thankful that you do not deal with us according to our sins, nor punish us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is your mercy towards those who fear you. As far as the east is from the west, so far do you remove our transgressions from us. We confess that we have violated your holy law by sinful thoughts, words, and actions. We have done those things your law forbids, and we have left undone those things your word commands. We ask that you would forgive us 
and cleanse us from all unrighteousness according to your promise to those who confess their sins. In the name of Christ, our Redeemer, we pray. Amen.